Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash animaniacast. Special thanks goes out to Brian, Micah, Richard, Yama, Sarah, Bondservant for Jesus on YouTube, Frazella Arendelle, Marjorie, Marty, Patrick, Alex, Anthony, Bermused Horseman, Christian, Eric, Ethan Shire, James, Kyle, Leith, Marie, Master Tune, McCoy, MJ, Nebby, Ketzel, Rapid Kirby 3K, Tam- Tamara, The Inferno Birdie, The Cartoon Gamer, Weffy. Oh my gosh, so many patrons, and they're all getting uh, access to not only wonderful bonus audio from our podcast each month, but of course, they have access to our wonderful Animaniacs commentaries featuring Tom Ruger. Peter Hastings, Paul Rugg, John P. McCann, and others. So you can check that all out over at patreon.com slash animaniacast for all that and other special bonuses. Thank you so much, patrons. We love you. Also, if you folks out there are going to be in the Des Moines, Iowa area anytime soon, say, oh, I don't know, June 3rd and 4th of 2023, <laughs> when this episode is a uh, well, right before this episode is released, come on down, Des Moines Con. Go ahead and say hi to Tom Ruger and Paul Rugg and me. I'll be there helping out Tom at his table. And uh, there's also going to be an Animaniacs panel as well. It should be a lot of fun uh, photo opportunities with Tom and Paul, as well as opportunities for people to get their signatures on any photo- photographs that they want. Tom just made a, an amazing uh, print featuring all the Animaniacs characters. That print may be available uh, for purchase uh, as well online. Check out our social media feeds for more information on that as it comes available. But Des Moines Con, June 3rd and 4th, be there if you are within the sound of my voice. Make your way there. Okay, now on to the show. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. I'm so excited for our desert getaway, Brain. You know, deserts are just like beaches, except with way more turquoise jewelry. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Pinking the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Freakazoid. And today, we are talking about another episode from the Animaniacs reboot. That's right, we're going to talk about all the cultural references and gags that we catch and want to talk about and of course in the end we're going to give this episode of the animaniacs reboot a water tower rating i am joey and joining me once again are my wonderful co-hosts there's my brother nathan hey actually i'm a mule now the easiest way to tell is the ears (laughs) and across the country in georgia there's kelly hello hello kelly uh yes today we're back, and we're talking about episode, what is this, four? Episode four of the third season, the final season, of the Animaniacs reboot. And it has the segments uh, Fantasy, uh, I guess Fantasy Cold Open, whatever, Uber Nachtmare, Nachtmare, whatever, uh, and Mad Mouse Furry Road. And if you were to describe... This episode, the 30th episode, I might add, of the Animaniacs reboot, in just a few words, what would you say, Nathan? Um, the brain is in it. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Kelly? Don't pick the carpool option in Uber. That is very true. I've only done that once in my life before. Uh, I did not have as bad of an experience as Dr. Scratch and Sniff today. 
uh, it was quite nice, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen for me. Well, uh, today's episode, as we all know, uh, premiered on February 17th of 2023. So before we get into our whole discussion, I got to go to Nathan and ask him for our February 17th Fun Facts Trivia theme song. Since the beginning of time, we've asked for this song, and it goes like this, the song like this. It's February 17th, facts for you, and we all know the lyrics to It's February 17th. Yeah. I really I really wish I could come up with a, a cohesive title that works, but um, it's February 17th. It's a, it's a horrible day for a title for a, a Horrible day thing. in general. Just a horrible day. Well, what, what could happened? possibly have happened on this day? Yeah, what, what horrible things happened on February 17th, Nathan? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find happy things. Oh, happy um, things. Okay. Okay. Oh, here we go. Hey, there's Lord of the Rings kind of reference in this. And wouldn't you know it, J.R.R. Tolkien's brother, Hillary Arthur Rule Tolkien, was born uh, in 1894 on February 17th. I mean, like, they must have known that. Like, They must have. His brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty big news. That also, big. in uh, TA3, 3019, Fellowship Travelers traveled south down the river of Anduin. The golem followed them. And then also, newly resurrected Gandalf was taken to Lorien by Gwendolyn in search of the Fellowship. That all happened on February 17th. Isn't that amazing? Wait, how did, how did that happen? How did that fictional thing happen on February 17th? Everything has a date. In the, it's all You're like very... Me. Yeah, no, it's... There are these actual... I was like, oh, wow, look, there's actual like dates and everything that... So even so, in 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 this other realm, they You can have, find it in the, in the appendixes of like the tales of the years, the chronicle, the chronology of the Westlands, the great years. So that... So, all these so do they know. use the Gregorian calendar there, or do we? Are we just saying, hey, just so you know, like in our world, it's it would be February the equivalent 17th. of February seventeenth. I think yeah. it's still three hundred and sixty-five days in there. You know, interesting. So there interesting. you go. Interesting. Okay. So and then also um, because of Lord of the Rings, American film director and producer Michael Bay was born <laughs> because, <laughs> because of, of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> His parents really uh, liked it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he, he you know, he, he probably saw the movie. I don't know. Uh, he was born in 1965, so he's like 58 or something. So, hey, you never you know go. what happened in the 60s. You know, his parents, they're just sitting back, they're, you know, reading The Hobbit. The next thing you know, there, there you go. go, Michael Bay. Yeah, that's your February 17th. That's for the day. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan, for all that. Well, let's go ahead and get right into our discussion of today's episode. And we're going to start off with our fantasy cold open. It began many ages ago. Burbankshire was a peaceful world filled with birdsong and quiet contemplation. But unbeknownst to all, a ruthless wizard had amassed great power. And Fantasy Cold Open was written by Kathleen Chen, Brian Polk, and Leslie Wilde, and it was directed by Brett Varen. So in this Fantasy Cold Open, it's, well, it's the Lord of the Rings stuff going on, and they even show kind of like a hobbitish kind of guy. His place is called uh, Burbankshire, and, um, you know, what are they called? I know it's called the Shire in, in Lord of the Rings. Is it has a longer mm-hmm. name than that, or is it just... I don't the think Shire. So. It's just they yeah. come from the Shire. That's where the hobbits okay. are from. All right. Well, this is Burbankshire. <laughs> and they, the narrator gives us this whole thing about this this evil wizard that wanted more more power. And um, the, the narration stops. It turns out that this wizard... Well, the wizard turns into brain, which I'm not quite sure if that means that the wizard turned... Like, if the brain was looking like a human or if in actually you know what i mean like is was the wizard actually whatever human and then turned himself into a right. mouse or was, or was it just like from that point of view like a human yeah yeah or just whatever the wizard is brain 
Um, and he conjures up a little tower emblem on the ground, and the Warners, these beasts, come up from it. He gave them each a magical garment to conceal their true nature. Uh, they turn into the the Warners that we know, and they're all zany, and then they start drinking all these potions that make them into horses and different really mutant horse stuff. It's really disturbing. And uh, at one point, the brain falls out, and Pinky goes to rescue him, and uh, he gets stepped. Uh, the brain gets stepped on by a giant ogre who is looks like Ralph the Guard. Well- well, Pinky misses. Right, that's true. Whole, yeah, he, he yeah. doesn't catch him. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that in the trailer. In the trailer, yeah. <laughs> People saw the trailer. People probably saw this, too, I'm assuming. But, yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, Pinky trying to help does not work. Go figure. Uh, and then they say, the oh, the all-seeing eye. They, they mentioned, the Warners start mentioning the all-seeing eye, which, of course, in in the uh, movies is... It was at, I forget. There's it's Sauron, right? Is that the that the eye? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sauron, but instead of uh, Sauron, it's it's us. We are the all-seeing eye. We're watching them. Phew, that was easy. Now all we have to worry about is that all-seeing eye. Where? There. Do they watch us when we go to the bathroom? Weirdos. <laughs> Which I thought was mm-hmm. one of the coolest uh, transitions I've seen this show do, from mm-hmm. a cold open to the the water tower. Uh, I like that. Anyway, um, that's pretty much it. Is there any other? Well, I mean, let's, let's just talk real quick before we, uh, you know, talk about what you thought because it is so short. Um, the Mister Skullhead makes a quick appearance in it, so that mm-hmm. was that was cool. And apparently, <laughs> this was uh, all. Uh, I'll put in uh, all done by the the team at the WBA retake team from scratch, according to the Wikipedia. So that was cool. There's a reference of something. What is the, what is their sources? <laughs> Nathan's going to check this. this we'll check this, their sources. Yeah, what is the source on this? At any rate, uh, what did you guys think about this opening uh, thing, uh, Kelly? Let's start with you. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> Nathan, what did you think about this uh, opening thing? Um, oh, uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. It reminded me of Lord of the Rings, which I've been Ooh. listening to on audiobook. <laughs> well, there you go. Andy Circus has read this whole. Th- I've heard the first two books. So there you um, go. So and you, so you recommend the audiobook? Yeah, even more than this. Oh, segment. okay. Although good to, it's good to know. Put writing that. It down. is like forty hours. I mean, it's to listen to all of them. It's probably like uh, seventy hours, probably. Listen to all three. Total side note: Have you guys heard? <laughs> you guys are, I'm sure, familiar with all the AI talking and everything, right? Do you know? Have you heard about like this? Apple is using AI for some of the audiobooks now. To, oh, that's cool. Sure, unless you're a voice actor. <laughs> Uh, I actually had a conversation with uh, a voice actor over in uh, WonderCon uh, who I won't say who she was because then people, because she never said that she'd be on the record or anything for stuff. But um, she mentioned how anxious she was about all this AI stuff. Like it's for voice actors. It's a huge deal. All this, uh, mm-hmm. this AI stuff. And, and uh, because it's so easy to like, especially for indie like the Apple will say, you know, hey, for all these um, smaller books, it's it's just easier for exposure to use AI to read their book mm-hmm. um, than it is a real person. But on the flip side of that, well, it, you know, like people are losing jobs. Yeah, and you don't get the quite the same like voice characterization kind of no. thing. like listening to Andy Circus read the thing. Every single character has its own unique voice that. Are, and they sound like they do in the movies too. Where I'm like, Ooh, I my, know exactly who's talking. Yeah, exactly. My my opinion is that most people are going to want to still watch cartoons and everything like that, where the voice actors are still actual people, um, mm-hmm. because it's fun to meet the people who are the voice actors at cons and everything. And who wants to go meet the programmer who <laughs> figured out yeah. the AI stuff? I, I certainly wouldn't. Uh, that's not as interesting and fun to meet, like, essentially sort of the character in real life in some ways. Um, 
yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, especially I think for even voice actors. Just we're getting off on a big tangent, and I'm going to try to get out of it. But uh, let's say for movies where they used to have, you know, they have people like Jess Harnell or somebody who might do uh, ADR for, you know, a celebrity. Uh, hmm. now you don't need like, Oh, you don't need a Christopher Walken. We don't need James today. Earl Jones to do Darth Vader. James anymore. Earl Jones signed over all of his voice to AI. That's mm-hmm. right. That's so like, every, every Darth Vader is going to be AI from now on, which is kind of weird, kind of cool, but also kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess it's nice. We'll always have a Darth Vader voice, but like, it's gonna, but the, yeah. I'm sure the guy who was Chad Vader and then ended up doing like Darth Vader for like a lot of the video games and stuff was like, mm-hmm. hey, my gig, he's, yeah, he's exactly. out of a job. Mm-hmm. He can't. I mean, unless they're doing it for Lego Star Wars or something where he right. just kind of has a cart, more cartoonish Darth Vader take. But still, it's like he's he's lost a lot of, you know, jobs. Ten, yeah. Anyway. Well, it's like the Rick and Morty guy what was, uh, you know, he's Justin Roiland. Yeah. Yeah, um, just do I, AI for him. Yeah, did, probably have want they hired to. someone else to do? <laughs> I don't know if they've announced they've hired anybody new. Because there was a guy on um, TikTok that sounds exactly like him, and it's yeah, always fun to. Like, there's yeah. enough of that. I I feel. Yeah, one more side note, and then I promise we'll get back to the day's discussion. But <laughs> I remember me- meeting Justin Roiland in uh, San Diego Comic Con last year, and thinking, "Wow, this guy's really super nice. He's so cool." And then hearing all that horrible stuff, and I'm like, "Oh no, he's not so cool." And now, it yeah, and I have to delete all those podcasts. I know, like when cool. I said he, I said I liked him or something. I'm like, "No, oh, up, canceled." I recommend him canceled. to any teenage. Kid. I never oh, wait, knew. No. <laughs> it did make a lot more sense to me afterwards when I I realized, oh, maybe that's why Justin Roiland came in separate from everybody and came to the table with two drinks in his hand. <laughs> and was not the nicest person to the handler uh telling people yeah at any rate uh i think i deleted some of the 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 grumpy justin roiland i think in the actual audio that i shared on the podcast the grumpy justin (laughs) grumpy justin release it release it grumpy release the grumpy okay well anyway uh anyway that's your ai side notes uh at any rate uh uh, the the Instagram post is where it coming from Brock Gallagher who uh, helped do that's that's where that because he helped animate it and he was also in that wait who now, what it's now? on on Instagram Brock Gallagher was like hey the in-house retake team animated this fantasy segment from scratch so this is from an Instagram post that he there posted on February 28th it's so valid we'll take that as a yep. good reference okay okay good 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 uh, at any rate, it was a, it was a, you know, it was fine. I don't know if it, it was, I mean, Hey, it was there and it was, uh, slightly amusing. So I guess we'll go with it. Yeah. Well, we, before we get to our major segments, we have, of course, the variable verse, which is HOV Laney. HOV Laney. And they're just going down the, you know, the carpool lane. Ralph's chasing him, uh, in their golf cart. They're not doing an appropriate HOV lane thing right there. But, mm. um. Do they have HOV lanes? They they got to have them in Atlanta, right, Kelly? I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. They don't really have any HOV lanes in Tucson. We don't have a a big enough uh I10 is not that big in uh in Tucson as you go through. But Phoenix you do, but yeah. I don't know. I'm a fan of the HOV lane and it always annoys me that there's not that many people using it because when you look through the freeway and just see a sea of cars with just one person in each car. And it makes me mm-hmm. a little frustrated that there's that many people with, they should be doing what they're doing in the next segment. Uber nightmare, which is sharing a ride, right? Mm. How's that for a transition? Let's get right into it. Let's get to <laughs> Uber nightmare. And Uber nightmare was written by Brad DePrima and was directed by Brett Varon. And Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Uber Nachtmare? <laughs> the, uh, so Dr. Scratch and Sniff is like one of the, the top 38 psychiatrists in Southeast Burbank or something. It was very specific. <laughs> Time to go! Autobahn! 
scratch and sniff? That is me! Oh, I get it. Ha. Huh. We are going downtown! <laughs> you see, I am accepting this big award. <laughs> Why are we stopping? You selected the carpool option, so we have to make a few stops on the way. No, that is a mistake. Only total weirdos choose the carpool option. Scratchy! Ah! She stops uh, several times and ends up picking each of the, the Warner siblings. Um, I know uh, Yakko's getting ready to go to some kind of yodeling event. I've got yodeling practice with my yodelahi crew. Here's a little taste. No, no, no. I need to rehearse my speech. Wacko wants to um, stop at the drive-thru because he's starving and he gets tons and tons of food and um, distinguishing between chicky nuggies and chicky tenders. <laughs> tendies. Tendies, yes. Yeah, nuggies tendies. and tendies. Look, 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 they're right here, Wacko. Those are chicken nuggies. I can't eat the nuggies without the tendies. We have to go back. Nuggies, nuggies and, and tendies. And um, uh, Dot's got like a tarantula with her that she calls Tom Holland and Toby Maguire interchangeably, I guess. I think there's two of them. One, I think one, I don't know, one... Whatever, it doesn't matter. She said she thought she had two, but two. I, I couldn't remember. If, <laughs> exactly. I only saw like one at a time. So yeah, I, exactly. They only ever show one at a time, but yeah, that's where I got confused. Yeah. So, um, so we're not clear on that. But um, <laughs> and shouldn't there be three, by the way, too? Whatever. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so uh, Doctor Scratch just ends up in a um helicopter ride chair. This is like next next step. Is this expensive? Stupidly expensive. And uh, but then she says they, they've got to make us some stops. And he's like, no, no. And he sees Yakko down there in his yodeling outfit. And then he parachutes out of the helicopter and ends up on a... Uh, is it it's a mule? Or Yeah, he mule. lands on a party. Like a, there's a birthday party or something like that. Yeah, on. and so he like knocks the kid off that's on, riding on the mule and um, he's riding on it and Will's talking to him and making jokes and uh, stops and, and scratches the ends up like falling down and um, over this ledge and he face plants into a light light post, lamp post, light pole and um, the ambulance comes and gets up the light pole and um, <laughs> then the next one comes and picks him up and puts him on a stretcher and then the stretcher is like out of the ambulance and he's kind of flying down the street in the stretcher and um he's really trying to get to this event and keeps getting thwarted at every turn and meanwhile they're getting ready to announce his award and did the trophy say schnitzel bonk you know what? I don't know. I thought I saw. I didn't go back and rewind it, but first they they showed Hit Nathan it and, on that. He's working on it. Yeah, they we'll showed it, it and I thought for a second it said Schnitzel Monk, which doesn't make sense because he wasn't in that song. But um, well, plus and, that other guy was Doctor Otto von Schnitzelbunk. What's it even Schnitzel Monk? <laughs> it may have just said scratch and sniff, but I and I was just like projecting Schnitzel Monk on it, but. Although I got to say about that trophy, very interesting that there's 38, apparently 38 other, you know, psychologists or whatever getting trophies in the southeast or southwest Burbank or whatever. And I don't know if they all get a Dr. Scratch and Sniff trophy or if each one gets a bust with their head on it. I thought that was a little uh, yeah, weird. I, I thought maybe he was like the top of the 38, maybe. Maybe. Um, it was a special award for him, but. I wasn't clear on that either. I thought they should have just given him a new Ziggy or something like that. New bust. Stop playing with my bust. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. He's a psychiatrist. Yeah. 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 And um, <laughs> the the announcer holding the, the trophy was talking about their re rejection issues or something. Or no, abandonment issues because they were like, he's not here. He's not here. But then he comes like flying in. And accepts the award, but then he drops all his notes, and he gets the speech all mixed up. Um, and that's about it. 
Yeah, they lock him up and they put him in an insane asylum, sort of, except he escapes and, I, I don't know, it's, it, yeah, it, it, stuff happened, folks, stuff happened. <laughs> don't worry, Scratchy, we'll take you home. We just need to make one quick stop. He really lost his way. Yeah, the hospital is over there. I'll call him a rideshare. Uh, Nathan, was any final word on it? Does it say Schnitzelbank on the on the? On I think the- it says um, best psychiatrists are serving. There you it. go. But if you're <laughs> watching like, it and you're and you're and you're tired and you're not, I think yeah, it could look like yeah. Schnitzelbank. I'm guessing it says Southwest Burbank Psychiatry. Ah, see, there's the SW thing, right? Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they mostly, they a lot of the shots, they just have it very blurred, basically, because yeah. oh, okay. they just can't fit all the letters on it. So well, there you go. I mean, get a trophy. If I don't get, if I ever get a trophy, I better have, it better be a trophy of my head, because otherwise I'm not taking it. I'm saying, forget this, not interested. I would take a Yoda trophy. Ooh, okay. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I can I can officially read it. It says best shrink in Burbank. Best oh, okay. shrink. Okay. And okay. then and then but it's apostrophe in. I think. <laughs> shrink in Burbank. But maybe maybe it's just I you know, I think the animators are probably pretty annoyed that they were like, like you gotta put this on the thing because then like we don't have enough room. Like you gotta put like you can't read it. They just kind of yeah, they just kind of scratched it. Most a lot well, of the shots are just I, like I don't know where I got Schnitzelbank from. Or you like, pay by the letter and you know, if you're paying the, for that yeah. trophy, you just spent all that money making it like Dr. Scratch and Sniff, and then you have to pay for the engra- that engraving of the letters per letter. Pfft, just make it short. Yeah. Best shrink it's in true. Burbank. There you go. He is the best of the 38. At any rate, uh, let's see if there's any cultural references in this that we didn't really... Mm, no. Let's see. No, I, yeah. Tom Holland, you mentioned... We, 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 I guess we didn't specifically say there were Spider-Men, but... Um, yeah, yeah, there's there's Spider-Men. Yeah. Tom Holland. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uber, Uber Nachmer. Uh, it seems like... It feels like it's a... a, a, a a reference to to something else, but uh, let me just see if I type in Uber Nightmare, it doesn't really show anything else than that. So I guess not. Oh well, Super Nightmare. I don't know. Uh, or Uber because it's using Uber. Uh, at any rate, Nathan, what did you think about uh, this uh, first segment of the of the show today? Um, I felt bad for Scratch and Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you felt bad for him and not. Uh, I was worried. Remember in season one, we thought he was going to be changed into this kind of villainous character. Uh, I guess he, you know, at least he wasn't a villain kind of guy in this. It's better to feel sorry for him than to to not like him. At least you still like him. I guess, him, I but like, I don't know. I guess if he was a villain, then you wouldn't feel bad for him or something. So I don't know <laughs> if they're like, they're like, oh, it's okay because he's such a bad guy. You want him to be like miserable. And I'm like, I'm. Still yeah, this, like him. this was going on the edge of are the Warners being too mean to yeah. Dr. Scratch and Like, just let him have his award. Gosh. Yeah, God. yeah. Because usually the like, Warners... And now he's... Yeah. I think at the end, usually the Warners would be like, oh, here's your award, Scratch and Sniff. You know, or right. like, we're so it's happy all, for you yeah, or exactly. something. Yeah, it didn't see... It really seemed like they were really trying to... Yeah, like the the incentive of slowing him down... Like usually they, I don't know. It, it, I agree. It did feel a little, a little too mean, but I don't know. That's a hard mm-hmm. balance to hit. Uh, yeah, Kelly. I liked. He- I liked hearing the uh, the drive through attendant's voice. Yes, that what? made me happy. Wasn't that the same voice from Ups and Downs, the elevator? Was the, drive the Insane, voice, I think. Yeah, the from Drive Insane. Apparently, it's the same voice that Rob Paulson used. But the the voice of the elevator attendant is actually Paul Rugg. Oh, in, that's right. uh, yeah, he goes, Goit Furman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hit it with I, the hammer, But I knew Ed. it. I knew it sounded familiar. It's the uh, prize with that, right? From Drive Insane. I'm- well, I think, yeah, I'm not quite sure if that's the same from Drive Insane. See, I don't know. I heard that it did sound like Mitch a little bit, right? Oh, but I did, guess that was Jeff Bennett that did that's that. That's what voice I was going to say. Mitch. Like, oh, so did you put that yep. thing in, Nathan? Or was I that- did, but I think it sounds so much like it did. Okay. 
Okay, so it's not, but I did get Mitch vibes from yeah. that Drive Insane uh, one with that. But it's not. It's Rob Paulson doing a surfer guy. Well, Mitch impression, yeah, I'd say. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, Mitch. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the one thing that made me kind of scratch my head was, the is this the way to the gurney or whatever? the He's going down a hill. Yeah, the, I was like, is that a celebrity of something like... Was it the same guy from the previous one with like uh, the beauty pageant or something with the brain? Like that guy who kept repeating something. You know what I'm talking about? My man. Or something like that. Or, what did he say? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he said he said it a couple um, times. I'm yeah. totally forgetting what he said. But it kind of looked like that beauty pageant guy from season two, I think. But again, I don't rewatch these episodes after I watch them five times for this show. So I don't... <laughs> don't remember but it was just a very confusing like i know it's supposed to be just out of the box silly hey are you going to the wacky stretcher convention ah! and away we go yeah i thought maybe it was supposed to be like oj simpson or something <laughs> oh maybe but yeah it but was just no super, it yeah super weird did not make much like i get nonsensical humor but it has to make it has to at least be still funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't really get a laugh out of that. I was just like, okay. Um, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I really wanted to to like this first segment because I liked Oscar Scratch and Sniff a lot. Um, I, this this one, however, I just, I don't know. I didn't really like it. It's, it was fine, but it wasn't, you know, as great as it is classic Dr. Scratch and Sniff with the Warner segments, I suppose. Uh, any other final thoughts on this first segment before we move on? Um, I'm checking out episode two, season two, episode six, and he says, you and me both, pal. And you and me both, looks, pal. Yeah, he looks a little similar, but I don't think it's the same guy. He's not the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Mystery solved, at least for what he said. <laughs> you and me both, pal. All right. Let's go <laughs> ahead and move on to our next segment then. And it is called Furry Road. And Furry Road, Mad Mouse Furry Road, I should say, was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. And it was directed by Brett Varen and Nathan. Tell us what happens here in this Pinking the Brain segment, Mad Mouse furry road all right uh pinky and the brain are on a road trip through the desert uh they're going to uh the hot sand festival um and brain's got a plan because he knows that in 63 and 0.75 years or something uh all the water supply will be gone and the climate change and global warming so he's gonna he's Creating a way to have sustainable water, and then he's going to be a benevolent dictator, which I'm like, hey, that sounds pretty nice. Um, <laughs> Society will crumble, and a new, strange civilization will arise from the dust, making the Hot Sand Festival the perfect testing grounds, a microcosm of our waterless future. He's going to try his plan in action by going to the Hot Sand Festival and doing hot yoga with the participants, and his machine just sucks up their sweat and turns it into drinking water. But he and Pinky get separated. Pinky meets a man named Lexter who looks like this like homeless kind of guy. I don't know. He's or at least a, a nomad or whatever. Need a little help? Thanks. I owe you one, except I don't have any ones on me, so I'll have to go to the ATM. But since the smallest bills they carry are 20s, I'll need to make change somewhere. And one final thing, I don't have an ATM card per se. Can I borrow yours? He's giving Pinky a little tour of the Hot Sand Festival. Um, he built a, an eagle himself or something, and he's dating a, a DJ at the festival. And he, there's some sports things, but he's also like, hey, there's no water here. I don't know. And then that reminds Pinky through some long uh, reasoning uh, that, oh, yeah, he needs to help Brain with his plan. <gasps> Water reminds me of plants, which reminds me of the word plan, which reminds me of meal planning, which reminds me of the time I tried to get Brain to eat healthier, which reminds me of the brain, which reminds me of <gasps> Brain's plan. And yeah, so uh, <laughs> Brain's plan seems to actually work pretty well. Um 
he uh, is able to convert the sweat into water. And he's like, hey, I can give this to anyone who has a PhD. And it turns out, like, everyone there has a PhD. Because um, apparently people just go there to be creative. And even Dexter, we find out, is not just what he seems. He's actually actually Dexter Trucks, who is an eccentric billionaire um, who's decided to build a rocket uh, because he knows that Earth's going to run out of water or something in 65 years, whatever. And uh, all he needs is water. But the only thing I need for my journey is a source of potable water. Oh dear. I think I know where this is going. Mm. I don't, so no spoilers. So I don't know. And he's like, hey, brain has water. So now cut to a big road furious chase through the desert um, because uh, Dexter's like, hey, whoever can get me that water can go to space with me. So... um, Everyone wants to go to space, I guess. And yeah, so they all chase after Brain. Uh, there's a lot of uh, car crashes and explosions. And then finally, there's a cliff and Brain and Pinky are headed right to the cliff in their big pickup truck full of water. Um, they decided to jump out and they're still being chased by Dexter Trucks, who's the last car remaining. And Dexter's like, well, I've got a rocket. So he's going to try to fly over the trench, but he doesn't go fast enough and just crashes into the bottom of it. And and uh, that's basically how it ends. um, But we find out that Dexter Trucks survived the crash and he will be back in season four. If they ever made a season four. Yeah. Just keep waiting. (laughs) Keep waiting and waiting and waiting. There we go. I'll get my revenge on you, Brain, in a future segment, hopefully season four, with a bump more than a guest star rate. Uh, yeah, so this is one one reason at the end of it, I was like, well, I guess not having a season four won't be that bad because I don't, I did not really care for this villain and the promise of his return. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, oh, we'll never see him again. This guy I don't really care at all about. Um, yeah, when it comes to foils for the brain, it was pretty, I mean, God, this... And then he, he was kind of like a parody of Elon Musk, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. but... Um, this is back. This was da Vinci back Motors when, was his thing, and that's kind of like Tesla, Da right. Vinci, right? So. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, this is written back in the day when people liked Elon Musk. Remember that? Oh boy, that was, or at least <laughs> more people liked Elon Musk, I should say. Uh, yeah. Well, at any rate, um, yeah. Let's let's uh, talk about any of the culture. Obviously, Mad Max Fury Road uh, was the main thing for this uh movie that i have not seen that i do intend to see you still have not seen fury road no i've not seen it no but i i do want to see it it. but i don't remember much from it it didn't grab me the way it did a lot of people yeah yeah uh but yeah it's the he puts eyeshadow on his eyes at the end it looks like a furiosa and the you know the designs of the trucks are similar to like it says right here in the wiki the war rig uh, that Furiosa hijacks, mm-hmm. and uh, th- there's uh, I, I don't know. There's I could just there's a go bunch. Off. Pinky there's even bunch. mentions Furious Road, so there you yes. go. Oh no! You might say there's a lot of fury on this road. Oh, but I would not want to get in trouble. Point. Yeah, um, which I thought was a cute line, but um, there's also fear and loathing in Las Vegas uh, reference with him looking like Hunter S. Tompkins. Uh, with Pinky, uh, who you know has a little—I <laughs> don't know which little thing on his head to keep his hair from flying around the place. He looked a little like uh, Pee Wee to me, uh, or Thelma, or Thelma and Louise, or something like that, driving down the road to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there's also a, a wicker guy, a Burning Man, uh, doing a dab. Hey, remember a few years ago when dabbing was big? It was. It was so big that the writers put it into this thing. Uh, what I'm is sure. dabbing? Oh, it's when you... <laughs> I'm going to demonstrate. You know, For the listeners, oh, this, this is what like dabbing is. Like that. Yeah. It's, you know, dabbing. Everybody dab at home. You, there you, go. you stop. You don't... It's You, you freeze frame. 
you freeze frame with your arms in a weird direction. I certainly saw a lot of dabbing a few years ago uh, with all my middle school students doing it constantly. O-M-G, as my kids would say. It was a lot. Uh, thank goodness that is not popular anymore. Um, but Nathan's dabbing right now. Bring it back. We're going to bring it back. Oh, they're trying to. They really tried to in the third season of Animaniacs Reboot. Uh, <laughs> at any rate... Uh, Nathan's just going to dab throughout the entire rest of the, the episode from time to time. It's true. You guys won't be able, you can hear him dabbing right now. Yep. He is dabbing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate there, let's see any other things. There was a definitely a little bit of brinky shipping right there. We're talking about, let's take the leap. And, uh, Pinky thought that meant that they were going to, you know, have joint, a joint checking account or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which was I put cute. that one. That was my note. Yes. Like, good. Good. It's note. in there. <laughs> uh but that's about uh i mean what is this thing pinky mentions marfa texas yeah i didn't know what that was he's like oh it's marfa all over again i'm gonna i'm like i gotta look up what marfa is okay. just because i don't know but marfa is it's it's a town in texas and there's art there but he's like art's trying to kill us this is marfa all over again and i was like okay range. i don't know there, that is that is there's, that is very obscure there's giant art pieces in Marfa, but like, I, I don't know. It tries to kill you? There's, no, but there are art, there's art installations there that are really big. So uh-huh. I guess probably he was scared of them. Well, Dexter Trucks, I guess the the, the main guest uh, star in this is the voice, one of the voices, I should say, of Mickey Mouse. Chris Diam, okay, Diamantopoulos. I think I probably said his name, but at least close to being correct. At any rate, if you're he does, on top of this, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he does the voice on uh, that. Uh, oh, that one of those Mickey Mouse shows. What's the one with the with the? Uh, the they're kind of done in the crazy style. The wonderful, the wonderful world, of, world of Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. That's it. Yes. Um, personally, I like Brett Ewan. 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 I think it's Ewan. <laughs> uh, not because of the difference in voice. I just like Brett a little bit better because he's he does he, he's a Disney animator and stuff, or at least he knows how to draw Disney characters. It's, but that's just a personal preference. They're both great people, I'm sure. But it is weird to have two voices of a major character like Mickey Mouse right now. Uh, and Chris is one of them. So there you go. Uh, at any rate, uh, that's about it for cultural references. What did you guys think about this second uh, segment, the Pinky and the Brain one? Kelly, what did you think? Um, well, since I don't remember much from watching Mad Max Fury Road, um, I didn't really connect with it uh, parody-wise. And I sort of checked out ah. <laughs> in the episode. And then having the guy be like Elon Musk made it even less interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. So, who would have who would have thought that that would have, like... That dabbing wouldn't have been the one that really made you know turn people off. It's really the Elon Musk, like, oh, we're we're parroting him, even though he doesn't. At least he didn't look like him, you know. Yeah, and he, he was a villain too. Like and it's right. at this he point, Elon villain. Musk is parroting himself. That is true. That is true. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Good point, uh, Nathan. What did you think about this one? Um, I thought brain sounded really weird in the beginning. Every time I watched this. Like the first, yeah, you put a note in our notes saying you sound like he was, was in like, a tin can. Like, what? Why does he sound so weird? I think just, Maurice must have been uh, doing some of these lines from home, and his. Yeah, I'm guessing the microphones they sent him were just not that great, because this has been a constant thing. I think with the with at least the last two seasons with the yeah. brain has been like, what's going on with the brain's like audio quality? It seems like it's a little lower, but um, I don't know. Um, and I thought it was gross seeing. Pinky's sunburn. Oh, the, okay. <laughs> I think talk, that's when I checked out. Actually, probably as soon as I saw that, I went, "Oh, Kelly's gonna love this." But yeah, it was definitely the. I think it might be the grossest thing that they've shown on the show. And I thought they were definitely done with the gross this stuff. season. Yeah, this season has been like nothing gross, and then they did that. And I was like, oh. that. so like, Which, it's I weird. Just, it's weird yeah. that that stuff bothers me on the cartoon because I'll look at like med I fo- like on Reddit I follow like medical gore uh-huh. subreddit um, because that kind of stuff fascinates me endlessly. <laughs> but um, I don't know if it's if it's like medical or you know clinical. It's fascinating, but I I just don't want to see it on Animaniacs. Well, and it's anything. I used to I 
I loved Ren and Stimpy growing up. And they had tons See, of gross I never stuff. liked that. I never liked Well, it. I liked it on Ren and Stimpy because that's the kind of show it was. They were kind of expecting it. Yeah. And- it's just like, if you don't, if you like, and, and with some adult swim stuff that's still on, like I'll watch it and go, oh, that's gross. But again, you're expecting it because that's the kind of show it is. Um, mm-hmm. As for this, I'm, it's never been that kind of a show. It's never been that, I've never had I don't anticipate that kind of humor in this show and I don't think it fits well when they try it. So that's why it doesn't work for me. Uh, and especially this one, that was already gross enough when they showed his back, but then his backs, they showed his spine. It was just like, yeah, oh, that's, it was our, it was gross. And then it was horrific. I think that was the problem with me. <laughs> it went from oh, ooh, yeah. gross. And now, Ooh, disgusting, horrific. Oh no, poor pinky did not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see Pinky hurt like that. Yeah. I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind. Uh, what's his face? Was, I thought. I thought Elon Musk was funny enough, or whatever. I thought his character was fine. I, I did laugh. This is the actually this this uh, uh, did have a line that did make me chuckle out loud, and that was at the very end where he thinks that an ambulance is coming, and it's just his girlfriend mm. <laughs> pressing the ambulance thing on on the synthesizer. I, was like, well, I liked when when he thought he was when he was like, "Oh, I was talking to a mouse that whole time." Awesome, you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it did. It, by the way, that whole thing, it felt like that whole end the scene with the truck going on the side. Is that from Mad Max? Does that happen in the? They do a bunch of things like that, and so that truck, a Mad truck, Max. does crash like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They do a bunch of crashes. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. It really felt like almost like they were going to do a Thelma and Louise thing going on, but then it crashed like that. It just kind of stuck there. And I was like, is this referencing the movie? I don't know. I don't, I don't find this uh, interesting. <laughs> I guess oh, is the I'm, worst word. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went on its side like that at some point. In the okay. Movie. Like, okay. Yeah. I felt like that. I felt like I should be getting like the reason that this is interesting is because this happened in the movie. Get it. And since I didn't see the movie, I'm like, no, I don't get it. I don't understand why you're showing this. Um, at any rate, there you go. That's, (laughs) that's our, our, our segments for today's episode. Um, I think we should go ahead and get right into our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs, the reboot? Uh, Nathan, let's start with you. Ooh, all right. Well, um, I'll give it a two. A two. <laughs> a two. Um, yeah, I just thought, I don't know, seeing the uh, scratch and sniff one didn't make me feel great. And then seeing Kinky's spine, I was just like, ew. And so, yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> how I feel about it. So. All right. Kelly, what about you? Oh, I'll go with two and a half. I um I thought the scratch and sniff one was fine. Um it it kind of felt like a classic Animaniacs to an extent. I I didn't feel like they were too mean to him. Um so I I liked that one just just fine. Um but yeah, I like I said, I just kinda like I zoned out. <laughs> Yeah. On the Fury Road one, um, and I was like, I really need to be paying attention. I was like, I really don't care. <laughs> that is the worst um, feeling when we're watching these. It's like, oh, wait, what? Wake up, Joey! Wow, I gotta, <laughs> gotta watch this. So I was like, I'll let Nathan cover this part because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I, I, I was invested in the in the first half of the episode. But yeah, yeah. gotta get scratchy yeah. back. And on. which is weird because usually it's the Pinky and the Brain ones I enjoy the most, but um. This one, this one turned it on his head. There we go. So there you go. Hey, that's something different. Yeah. Uh, well, I will give this one, you know, I'll give it a two and a half. Yeah, two and a half, fine. Uh, just because, yeah, I did, it was fun seeing Dr. Scratch and Sniff again. But yeah, the it really was, a lot of the stuff was falling flat. Like, again, it seemed like in concept phase, like if it was someone you know, wrote down these three things. This is the, you know, the, or the outline of the, what happens in today's episode. I wouldn't be like, Ooh, this might be a really interesting, great episode, but the execution of it just felt like, oh, I feel like I should be getting more jokes in here. It feels like I should be laughing more. <laughs> and I just wasn't. So it was, it was decent, but uh, not great. Well, before we wrap up shop here today, we can't leave without doing a quick round 
of Water Tower Trivia. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. You forgot about it. I didn't forget about it. That's we right. did it in our last episode. That's like. right. It is from the Animaniacs Trivia Quiz Book, which is an ebook that you can get on, on Amazon. But, you know, this book is, is written by some, uh, you know, somebody, and they had some a very interesting phrasing of questions. And I figured, let's do some Animaniacs trivia once again. So I don't know who, who went and you first can play along at home, time. folks. You can play along at um, home. I think I started last time. Okay. So, I think so Kelly, it started with Kelly, then it was me, then So we're going to see who gets the Dr. Scratch and Sniffs trophy from today's episode. So here we go. Kelly, your first question. I hope you get it right. Okay. What is the name of the studio's security guard? Ralph. That is correct. Very good. Nathan. His actual un- name's Ralph T. Guard. That's true. So Didn't get the whole thing. Half credit. No. <laughs> Half credit. All right, Nathan. In one cartoon, Yakko and Wacko sing about how the character played by their sister Dot is, quote, just the same old heroine. Dot also falls for Mel Gibson, or a, I guess a Mel Gibson type character. Which Disney inspired parody is this? Uh, Beauty and the Beast, right? Ooh, I'm <laughs> sorry. It's Jocahontas. Oh, Kelly was supposed to be able to steal. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's okay. fine. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. Well, at least <laughs> you're honest. Uh, I'm sorry, Nathan and Kelly. No bonus point for you, Kelly, and no point for you, Nathan. <laughs> well, now let's see if Kelly can get this next one. In Bully for Skippy, Skippy tells her it was one of the worst. It was the worst day ever. Slappy thinks he means that Mel Brooks made a sequel to Robin Hood Men in Tights. What does he actually mean? I don't remember. Okay. Well, we're gonna, what we're was gonna, the question? <laughs> okay. In Bully for Skippy, Skippy tells her that it was the worst day ever. Slappy thinks he means that Mel, Mel Brooks made a sequel to Robin Hood Men in Tights. But what does he actually mean? Um, I'm guessing he was bullied. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Someone at school is bullying him. Okay, we're tied. It was based on the title. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, on Nathan again. Slappy's last cartoon is The Christmas Tree. True. <laughs> well, I don't know how you're going to do this. What happens in this episode? I, in, a, in your own words. <laughs> so Slappy's last episode was The Christmas Tree. Yes. And in in that episode, she uh, cel- she pretended to be Santa and gave <laughs> gifts to all the boys and girls. I am sorry, Nathan. That is so wrong, uh, <laughs> Kelly. What what could you uh, say that is better than that? Don't they like cut down the tree and make it a Christmas tree? Judges. We're gonna, like, ex- we're gonna accept that. We're gonna accept that. The, an- the the answer right here is her tree is chosen as the tree to decorate Rocky Fellow Center. But yes, mm. they did. They did. I think they did chop her tree down. And uh, yes, they made it into a Christmas tree. Okay, so Nate, so Kelly is now ahead by one point. Well, I remembered it being in, in like Rockefeller Center, but then I was like, but I think Buddy the show Hackett's takes place in, in, episode, in California. So am I remembering it correctly? She, yeah, yeah. Well, they moved her. Was a ship did it cross? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. Well, well, we'll we'll get to that episode eventually on our Patreon with Tom. So we'll have to rewatch. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, Yakko recites most of the world's nations. Oh, this is for Kelly. Yakko recites most of the world's nations. Which nation was not recited at some point? Oh my gosh! So this is what I'm talking about. About wonderful questions. Um, Which nation was not recited at some point throughout the song? Now, you might say to me, well, surely you have to have um, multiple choice multiple choice, or anything. Nope. Just give me a nation. Oh, okay. This is possibly a good question, I guess. It is a nation. I just looked at the answer, and it is a nation. But it's not mentioned in the nations of the world. Oh, okay. And it was uh, a nation back then, too. Okay. And it's still a nation? Yes, I believe so. I believe mm-hmm. it's classified as a nation. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Um, North Ireland. No, no. Okay, I'll give you a hint for no points. It's a very small place in Italy. Vatican City. That is true. That's that's no points, but yes, that is Vatican City is is apparently a nation. I've been there. Hey, there you go. And is it a nation? I believe it is, isn't it? I think it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's classified as one. Yeah. See, there you go. All right. Number six. Uh, back to Nathan. Yako mm-hmm. recites a lot of nations throughout the song. But True. what is the first nation he recites? Um, Mexico. Wait. Um, I'll say Mexico. I can't remember the song. <laughs> Nathan, taking your oh, Animaniacs card away. We'll have the Kelly. Kelly knows the song. The Nations of the World, brought to you by Yakko Warner. Bum, ba, bum, ba, bum, ba, bum. And you think he just goes, Mexico? Mexico, Canada. Mexico, Canada. Mexico, Canada, Peru. <laughs> so he just goes, Mexico, Canada. Mexico, Canada. He just says Nations Mexico, Canada a few times. The Peru. Kelly, what's the first nation he recites? United States, Canada. United States, Nathan. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> it's because Nathan's like living out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean right now. He's like, yeah, he's like in count. the fi- Yeah, he doesn't know these continental United States anymore. He's That's like, what is this? All right, what does Dr. Scratch, this is goes to Kelly. Kelly. What does Dr. Scratch and Sniff bring out to get the Warners to talk to him? Oh, um, like a little uh, puppet. Like yes. A, do you remember this. his? Do you remember the puppet's name? Oh. You want to talk to Mister? Like Mister Sock or something? Oh no! Um, well, I'll still give you the point because it is a puppet, but it's Mister mm. Puppet Head. Mister Puppet. Mister <laughs> Puppet Head. Put your hand inside the puppet head. <laughs> uh, if you got that reference, good for you. All right, number eight. <laughs> Goes to Nathan. Another question that Nathan will probably not get. Here we go. Costa Rica. I got believe, one. Co- Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, blank. What goes in the blank, Nathan? Um, I think it's Kelly. <laughs> Kelly goes in the blank. Wait. Wait, uh, she was raising her hand. She tricked me. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Uh, what is it? What is it, Kelly? Send one. Send one. Oh, that shouldn't count. She tricked me. She shouldn't have raised. Well, I'm not keeping score, but I'm pretty sure Kelly's going to win this round. Okay, moving on (laughs) to Kelly. Another one that you're familiar with. In Bumby's Mom, how does Slappy help her nephew Skippy cope with the death of a movie character? She takes him to go meet the actress. Um... That is that is absolutely correct. That's basically what he put. She takes him to meet the actress who played Bumby's mom. Do you remember who? I think her name was Vina Walleen, I think is what I believe. That sounds right. Vina Walleen. All right, Nathan. All right, I'm going to get this one. Is for, this is just for for honor. You got to get, mm-hmm. you got to do this. <laughs> I you, got you, one that I stole, but this would be one that's okay. all me. <laughs> all right, here we go. The Warners occasionally perform Shakespeare. Okay? True. Now. Keep going. One recites the word of a scene and another translates it so the audience can understand it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Which play do they not parody in this way? What? I think they do a lot. They only did a lot. They only did did (laughs) Hamlet and Macbeth. So So I'm not going to say one of those two. What is the one that the author of this this trivia book put down? I'll say Romeo Juliet. You know, that's a good guess because that's true, but that is not correct, Nathan. Of course, we all know, we can all say the answer at home, Henry V. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, that's I think an, they did that's Midsummer an too, answer. Yeah, they did yeah, Midsummer. They did Midsummer, they did Macbeth, and they did Hamlet. I but I love this trivia book so that much. That is awful. Just, just right when you thought like, oh, this one, this round. I was like. Romeo and Juliet would make sense. That's probably like the most famous play that <laughs> he did, he did is not Henry covered. Henry V. Henry V. I love it. Oh, man. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Animated Cast. Let's go ahead and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? 
I'm on Twitter all the time. All Django the time. FT, that's me. He's tweeting. He's, he's forgetting to press the send the tweet button, but he tweets. I keep hitting delete. Oh, you keep pressing the delete button and sort of tweet, even darn it. Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right, and as for the Animated Guest, we're on a bunch of places. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Hey, we got some TikTok stuff going on. That's on there. Uh, and, of course, AnimatedCast.com, where you can see all of our archives over at RetroZap.com. We're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast network you should check out RetroZap today for amazing articles and fantastic podcasts that's going up there every single day and check out our patreon if you love our show and you want to get more content including signed animaniacs trading cards from tom ruger and other special bonuses uh patreon.com slash animaniacast well that'll do it for today's episode so for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respected trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. you going? Hot dog eating contest at the pier. The pier? But, but, but that isn't the opposite direction. Not for me, it isn't. <laughs>